Continuation of Chapter 8, page 59 In the church also some ministers of the gospel are covetous. Paul tells Timothy there are some Christians who have a corrupt mind and they are destitute of the truth. They suppose that godliness is a means for gain or a fast track to personal enrichment by ripping off gullible believers. From such covetous Christians withdraw yourself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6, 5-6 Such was the case of Simon who used to be a sorcerer in Acts 8, 9-25. In Christianity the gifts of the Spirit are free, but in sorcery and idol worship nothing is free. You rip people off. So Simon thought that now that he was saved, if Peter laid hands on him to receive the power of God to make people speak in tongues and heal the sick, he would be making a great fortune. So he offered money to Peter so that he would give him the power. Peter said to Simon, May your money perish with you, because you have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Acts 8, 20-22 Yes, you are covetous and idolater of the God called Mammon that you are serving. You have no part in the kingdom of God. Any minister of the gospel who requests money from you to minister healing or prophesy to you is influenced by the spirit of witchcraft or sorcery, like the born-again Simon who used to be a sorcerer. People who ask you for money to give you a prophecy are under the Balaam spirit, and Balaam was a prophet of Baal, and God asked the children of Israel to kill Balaam, so they did. That is why when Paul gives the qualification of a minister of God, he says he must be without reproach, husband of one wife, temperate, sensible, well-ordered, hospitable, apt at teaching, not a drunkard, not contentious, not greedy of ill gain, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, ruling his own house well, having children in subjection with all honour, 1 Timothy 3. The same criteria apply for a woman of God. So if you are a born-again Christian and are still practicing those sins leading to death, you are actually worshipping the devil unwittingly. That is why if you do not repent of those sins, you will go to hell. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 verse 9 Paul tells the Corinthian saints who were practicing those sins leading to death, the example of the children of Israel in 1 Corinthians 10, that once saved it does not mean always saved. We have to stop practicing the sins that lead to death. He writes, Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized to Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. 
for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were scattered in the wilderness. And these things were our examples, that we should not be lusters after evil, as they also lusted. Nor should we be idolaters, even as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit fornication, as some of them fornicated, and twenty-three thousand fell in one day. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted him and were destroyed by serpents. Nor murmur, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. And all these things happen to them as examples, and it is written for our warning on whom the ends of the world have come. So let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 1-12 Their coming out of Egypt, the house of bondage, is a picture of us being born again, being delivered from the power of darkness and the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the Son of God's love. Colossians 1, verse 13 The blood of a lamb was applied on their sins when they came out of Egypt. Exodus 12 the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, was applied on our sins when we were born again. When they crossed the Red Sea, it is a picture of us being water baptized. We died with Christ, were buried with Him, and rose with Him. When they came out of the Red Sea, and when we come out of the water. They were baptized into Moses, who was a type of Jesus the prophet in the cloud and in the sea. You and I were baptized into Christ. We received the water baptism, which is a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins and the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Mark 1 verse 4, 1 Peter 3 verse 21. They were baptized into Moses in the cloud, which is a picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for the cloud symbolized the Holy Spirit. You and I were baptized into Christ in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. Acts 2 and Acts 10 They all ate the same spiritual food that manna sent from heaven. Likewise, all born-again Christians ate the bread of life, Jesus, the true bread that comes from heaven. John six thirty-one to 58 They all drank of that spiritual rock, that followed them, and that rock was Jesus. Likewise, all born-again Christians drink the blood of Jesus to receive his eternal life in us. John 6, verse 53 to 55. Water was coming out of the rock who is Christ. In the same way, you and I who are born again, Jesus the rock who now dwells in every born-again believer told us, He who believes on me... As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. John 7 verse 38 But just like with those among them who practiced the sins that lead to death, God was not pleased and sent them to hell. Likewise today with born-again Christians who are water baptized, 
baptized in the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues, and who even have rivers of living water flowing out of their belly, if they practice the same sins leading to death, they will also go to hell. The letter of Paul to the Corinthians was not enough to convince some believers that once they have been saved, they must keep practicing righteousness and good works. Faithful is the word, and as to these things, I desire that you strongly affirm that those believing God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Titus 3 verse 8 So Jude also tells the born-again believers the same thing. Jude chapter 1 verse 3 to 19 Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you, and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going over strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also those filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not or did not dare bring against him a railing or reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, who murdered Abel his brother, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perishing in the gainsaying or rebellion of Korah. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about by the winds, trees whose fruit withers without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Jesus said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up they also shall be uprooted from the kingdom of God. Matthew 15 verse 13 Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, 
the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, you remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul and Peter. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. For Paul said, Now the Spirit speaks expressly, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 And Peter says, First knowing this, that there will come in the last days scoffers walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. 2 Peter 3, verse 3 to 4. These are those who separate themselves, sensual persons who cause division, having not the Spirit. Paul, Peter and Jude were not writing those letters to unsaved people, but to saved people. They called them saints. Jude 1 verse 1, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. Therefore Paul tells us, If any man or woman does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed or anathema, which means excommunicated or put away from among yourselves, by the decision of the church authorities, after they have seen that wicked person is not repenting of the sins leading to death. Even if it's brother Jerry who has become wicked and refuses to repent of his wickedness that leads to death, excommunicate him too. But when that person who was practicing those sins leading to death repents of his or her evil ways, restore that person into the fellowship. Whatever Jesus says to one, he says to all. There are no double standards with Jesus. So Paul says, I wrote to you in the letter not to associate intimately with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, gamblers, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then you must go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to associate intimately if any man called a brother and is either a fornicator or covetous gambler or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one not to eat. For what is it to me to also judge those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But God judges those who are outside. Therefore, put out from you the evil one. 1 Corinthians 5, 9-13 But if that wicked person repents and forsakes his wickedness that leads to death, restore him into the fellowship and show him your love. 2 Corinthians 2 Maranatha, which means our Lord come. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, 22-24 But if you are born again and are not practicing any of the sins leading to death that Paul listed in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10, you do not have to worry about anything. You are saved and you will be saved. You should not be afraid of the coming of Jesus. Because you have a good conscience that you are not practicing sins leading to death. Peter talks of another baptism that we are supposed to receive when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. It is not a baptism of the putting away of the filth of the flesh, since we already did it when we received the water baptism for the remission of sins, but it is the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3 verse 21 Yes, we should walk in this newness of life, even the resurrection life that is now in us. When we do what Paul tells us, but you, brothers and sisters, who are walking in this newness of life, are not in darkness, so that this day, the day of the Lord, when he comes for the rapture, should overtake you as a thief. Why? Because you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4-5 The day of the Lord only comes as a thief, to unsaved people and to save people who are practicing those sins leading to death, who are not doing the will of Jesus. They are the ones in darkness, walking in darkness and are children of the night. Matthew twenty four forty two to 51 Let us learn to forgive one another in prayer no matter what they have done. In Matthew eighteen twenty three to 35 Jesus gives a parable of the kingdom of heaven to explain better to Peter why we should always forgive our fellow humans from the heart. God has forgiven us so much by redeeming us with the blood of his only begotten son Jesus. We can never repay that debt. It is priceless. The least we can do to show our gratitude is to forgive the trespasses of our fellow humans, which they have done against us. Matthew 18, verse 23 to 35 Therefore the kingdom of heaven has been compared to a certain king who desired to make an accounting with his servants. And when he had begun to count, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he had nothing to pay, his Lord commanded that he and his wife and children and all that he had be sold and payment be made. Then the servant fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison until he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and they came and told their Lord all that was done. 
Then his Lord, after he had called him, said to him, O wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have pitied your fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? And his Lord was angry and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due to him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also to you, unless each one of you from your hearts forgives his brother their trespasses. So we all like to quote this part of Matthew 18 in which Jesus says, Truly I say to you, whatever you shall bind on earth shall occur, having been bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall occur, having been loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, that if two of you shall agree on earth, as regarding anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Matthew 18:15-20. But we purposely omit the verses before and the verses after, which talk about repentance, forgiveness from the heart, and offences that will come. Why do we omit to talk about them when we teach on prayer? It is because nobody wants to forgive. It is not easy. When you forgive people, it shows how much you have denied yourself or died to self and picked up your cross and followed Jesus. How you have decreased so that Jesus may be increased in you. How you have died to your ego and humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt you.